0: This conversation between Anna Barham and myself, Kira Green, took place on the 25th of October 2019 at the Horsebridge Centre in Winstable. The programme begins with the audio work Undone in the Face and is followed by a conversation between us, discussing Anna's work and in particular her process of making Undone in the Face from material generated in a series of live production reading groups at St John's College, Oxford, during her residency there earlier this year.
1: Let's face it. Sit. Sights. Sights wouldn't told to each other. Let's face it. Let's face it. Let's all take that. As of love. Love, look, let's face it. We're undone by each other there. I'm undone. Wouldn't talk to each other and my thoughts told to each other. We're undone. And if we're not, we're missing something. I'm... I'm if we're not, we're when not to misuse. This seems so clear, clearly thoughts import, so cool, see, cool see. This seems so clearly the case with grief, the kinds of grief, you seem okay, missing something you see so clearly, the case with grief, kinds of grief centre like old times, please like old times, this seems so clearly the case with grief, so can't we, like old times? But it can be so only because it was, because it was already, can be sent and because it is already the case, with desire. You want desire, one because I can, you want, wonder does, what it is, what's to his, because you want the case with desire, ready the case with the final one, because wonder does not always stain. Tact, one does not always stay intact themselves, they say, facing spacey, stacy, ecstasy, You suck, ecstasy breaks. The text, one does not always stay intact. One does not always stay in touch. Stained text, they say, wasting text. One may want to, but I want to check. One may want to touch when they have one. Being wanting. Almonds for far, almost, or manage to once you manage my needs. Try for a while. You want to try. You want to help or manage to for a while. Almost did, you hope. What did you hurt, fighting me? Managed to be for a while. But despite, despite us both, just one's best efforts. Please, please, conspecifics want space to step. What's best if one's best ever thoughts? Despite this, the storm is done in the face of the upset. To step over the storm, one is undone. Thoughts undone in the face. Often the face of the other. In the face of upset by the touch othered by the thoughts, other benefits, what's best if what's up, what isn't, what's that, what's the books up over, so one is undone, over, so I'm done in, the face upset by the touch, upset by the text I wanted to eat, one is undone in the face of the other by the touch, by the thoughts, by the scent, and to schedule thoughts medicine by field missing monochrome, I sent to you the things by the scent, by the feel, by the prospect of the touch. Touch other perspectives. Expected something. Expected touch with the memory of the field of clear touch. By the memories feel muscles are in session. Some muscles are incessant, phosphorescent skin shifting into its form. I miss you, as they say. What one repeats is dead. What one repeats is the scene in which one is acting. And see which ones are the days in which one is living is not that dictates which seemingly one is again, the days in which one is living, the days in which one is leaving, wandering rivermen, dream bewitched, see which we doing to which was even, which one is it, dazed one was living, one was leaving, one was speaking, which agonizing the coming and going, becoming a drama, which one is doing, and die and die and die. This dies. Somebody's little processing of personal attention, processing of language learning intentions, learning orientations within this because the machine processing and our own orientations of language skin. I mean, here is something. Like, I mean, here there's something of the machine like digital muscles shifting. I'm in here, but something of the machine and nothing such a function to solve. I'm not exactly sure what. To somehow operate some of the processes, the words, the sounds of the words, the sounds calcifylaxis. On the axis, accumulations of characters addressing each other, examinations of characters addressing the huntress, a stage where something will happen, it stays stained, stage, vision, background check, sound envisioning blue electric trip, electrical, synthetical, Does this mean some kind of staging? Does this mean sometimes staging something? Descriptions, scheduled or stage prompts or asides describe what is taking place. Staged inside temporary congealments. Describe what is taking place inside indicators of processes. Like summer is already there. These are so interesting and perhaps not secondary. Don't stick to talk and various orientations within the possible. The space of the conversation is keen. To hear others' thoughts, look out loud. Into the flatfoot script, the stream script, strong transcript, I wonder. Whether next to the stream intended to continue up and come to the story authority. Attempting it, I send you picture substance by sedimentation, sending mention accordingly. You need your sensitivities in passing. Reveal us, leave you a sense of bodies in process that rises and falls, unforced. Phosphorescences gleam needs nearly, first references gleaming beneath skin shifting. The status of the sounds, of sounds shifting the scale of fish actions, introduced firstly since status of the sails shifting the scales of the fish soundscapes. Actions whirl like wheels, alliance uncoils like cables quietly killed, and the lights were like oysters. Always scarce, make their shell hinges squeak. Politically poisonous fictional engines that are folded tentacles reduced like those crystals. Quivering like false questions unfold fun old fun fair Quiver like river lake suspended sponges floating over and over anemones and enemies. Voting standard functions that are happening tighter and tighter. Anemones elaborate water exactly. Want to rack and the masses of growing sea mosses have grown water rack all about marking tides, what can see messages growing more right now, about all sorts of apparent, about ourselves. Plan, extend themselves into branches, spend themselves into screws, lengthen into points, apparent and approaching and well. Interchange random selves, twist round themselves, out like Baroque ferns, foreground themselves. Fog platform, reference Liana's interlace like serpents to lace-listen, to place like sex-listening, I have nothing planned, separate delays. The games of Babylon, dangers of problems, mantra-chorusing, that root runs through the grasp. And now, and hold, and other. Graphs grasp trees, bear human heads. Polypores have arms upon their branches. Animal body, probably pulmonary branches, answered and he thinks that he sees a caterpillar between two leaves, but a butterfly takes flight off vocabulary. Accumulated vocal takes flight to find, likely to find approach. He is about to step on a pebble, a grey locust leaps away. Great luck leaks away. Insects that look like patterns, protective petals, roses, consequences of promises, supplements from someone, fragments of the family form. A snowy layer upon the soil where the metal supplements. Remedies for us so we later upon the slow form from somewhere where the plants become. Confounded with the stones, confronted with steel. Compounded still. Flints assume the likeness of brain static. Place this year processing the likenesses of brain. That counts, validates, clarifies, assembles. Please assume the politeness of states of static types, of states clarifying. Resemble stalactites, press the flower of iron like I am. Floss Ferry, a stalactatic variety of aragonite, flower of iron resembles a figured tapestry, a sugared history. He sees efflorescences in fragments of ice, he doesn't trust his eyes after. Ice his fantasies, plasticized before senses. I figured his story fragments of eyes increase also. Fragments of advice, intensive stuff, time. Like on Mars, ice imprints of shrubs and shells and selves. Cannot detect are they imprints or the things. Immigrants, only other things, only one who thinks themselves. Diamonds, lemur-like eyes. Palpitate, gleam like prize metals. Updated, go out with many, only other things. He throws himself down upon the ground, frozen itself. Horses depart and horses on the ground and leaning in meaning upon his elbows and hang up on his elbows, watch his breath, and then hang that subject that just, breathlessly, breathlessly, so you press the body senses, vibrations, listening, a lifetime. This thing is a lifetime, it depends on accumulated experiences, sound. So we going late, it would well on it, it's if listening can be focused, you think or opened up to the entire field, taste the brain by the ears, which is agreements take something to be all thick relation. Symbiotic reminding, I have something, last kind with the rest of that I have containing. What's nice estimates, emotion getting late, lost to the point of postponed, until my pulses processed any notion should let apart bursting. I long to fly, to swim, to bark, to bellow, and is to howl, is that how you are? Things would that I had wings, a carapace, a shell. I compare it now. I could breathe out. I divide myself, find myself, haven't had everything. Be in everything everywhere, emanate and make not that I can ask you. But odours like plants emanate and tonight animated unloaders about the love of another. I'd ask about myself. The plants develop the parts. i flow like water, like sound shine. Like light upon all forms, each atom. Dark, night, lights, swathes, crossing. Find I'll just talk tonight. What I call text sounds chalk like scratching up on our programmes and I'll try to chase inside to the bearmouth itself, inside some form to accept action of silence about that patiently. Dreams taking tokens and talking intoxicate me by images and language. Nature having means, resorting directly to chemical stances. Increase the text and sending it to generation. Side defects, dependence picks. Freeze and sending, which reach went back to the talking. You can care into text dreams or accounts of hallucinations, any sanctions of weight. Bloodhounds of flight as ways of producing dream consistency. To see neuronal new writing, toxicity using memory. Imagination, freeze sensation. I'm also attaching. I wondered if the text the computer produces is actually quite difficult. I wanted it to you see this is actually about I wanted. Speech you could say this is an opportunity in the speech. If that takes you could see this in the speech to text you sense. Then a translation presents for me to activate secret since the meteor accusative ocean is a great effect. Finished precipitation and because the deletion created potentially problematic, keeps skipping interesting propensity to contact. Anyway, becoming a hustle and flow punctuated by sedimentation of all cells. I'm thinking mention on substance. According to reveals, meeting you, need your sense of body's sensitivities, in passing mutual transformations that occur, chance with transmissions between my body and trust. Issues click between what I question, what I consume eating. Therefore, you think that's what. The first time language entered my work at all, I was working with anagrams and I was thinking about um, how a word, if you rearrange the letters in a different way, produces a different meaning um, and how those things are somehow embedded in the contingency of the spelling um, of the word. So it was this... Sort of I'd studied sculpture before that um and it, so it was this really sculpt to me sculptural way of thinking about language and moving these building blocks the letters around to make new sense um and then i I used to write with them at first in quite a just kind of exploring the possibilities of what was within the words I was using. And then I used it more as a method of writing to try and kind of conjure some sort of images um, out of the material. And then I started reading those texts aloud. And at that point, I got very interested in the, um, the construction of words inside the mouth. Um, as you can imagine, they're really quite hard to say, these anagrammatic texts, because there's a lot of repeated... Letters and syllables and it really felt like I was kind of chewing the texts to make them, to bring them out. Um, So I got very interested in language as sound rather than language as alphabetic text Mm. Um, and sort of started thinking about current technologies that we have which are able to grasp language as sound and try and decipher it. Um, and so that's when I
0: started working with uh, voice recognition software. So at that point, uh, uh, that was a sort of practice, an intimate practice on your, on your yes, own Yes, a studio-based, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and in fact, the first
1: when I first started working with voice recognition software, it was also just me reading into my phone at that point. Um, and then I one of the main sort of, as I was using voice recognition software as a kind of motor to produce difference and slips and glitches, um, the stumbling block for me was that these programs actually learn your voice so they get better at interpreting you the more time you spend with them. So I was beginning to have to whisper or put on accents or speak quite quickly to try and fox the machine. Um, And then I sort of had this, eureka moment in a way where i realized i could use other people like if we kept changing who was reading Mm -hmm. um then that would stymie this learning of the machine um so that was where that's when i started doing these reading groups or this format that i call a live production reading group Mm -hmm. Um, in the reading groups each person is kind of presented with a Text that they then have quite quickly to read aloud. You know, they're not given time to go and decide how they're going to break it up. or um, And the output from the machine has no punctuation. So there's... So, so nothing there's, is circulated in advance? No. Anyway. So it's really quite a sort of spontaneous interpretation, which I really see as a kind of form of reauthoring that mm-hmm. the person then has to apply to this material. So... I mean, okay, they read the words in that order, but that's pretty much the only kind of adherence to the piece of paper. Everything else is them deciding where punctuation or, you know, breaths should go, intonation, um, tone of voice, like the emotional content they want to give it. You know, all that stuff is created in quite a spontaneous moment by the reader. Mm.
0: Um, So this, the... The interruption of the non the non human that was that was introduced by the the voice recognition yes, of the software. Yes, yeah, and
1: well, although I would kind of say that the like the alphabet as a system is also a non human that intervenes. Mm. Um, so there is, you know, in the sense of like any kind of system creating some sort of agency because it there are limits and it you know, it directs the way something can unfold. Um, I would consider the alphabet also to be a, a sort of intervening, non-human agent. Mm. But it becomes more pronounced, I think, with the using the actual machine. So in the reading groups, the texts are printed out. After each person has spoken, what the computer thinks they said is then printed out. So, and the the printer sits as part of the group of people, you know, it takes the same amount of space as a person and you hear this noise of it producing the text and it, it makes the technology very present as an as an actor, as a participant in the group. I mm. think in a way that is less visible with the anagrams. You know, you have to kind of think conceptually about the alphabet being an agent, yeah. whereas you don't so much in the group. And this is a yeah. closed group. There was one time that I did it as part of a performance festival so it was a more durational thing that people could come in and out of. But usually it is a closed group, mm. yeah. Which is quite important in the dynamic of the group. Or, I mean, it changes it. So if you spend an hour reading together with people this stuff which is increasingly kind of abstract and losing its kind of syntactic structure, there is a real sort of dynamic between the group. That builds up through the kind of understanding of the repetitions and the themes that survive and the ones that
0: recede. Mm-hmm. Do they do the group, the do the participants and who were present at the reading group they have this foreknowledge that the reading is producing a sort of future, a future text that they're offering, this this future text that will that
1: is mm, mm. The one you mean—the one that I'm going Sorry, to build something out of. Y- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, they. Yes, but to varying degrees of like it, that's not hidden. Mm. But I'm, you know, and I usually give a little bit of an introduction. But it's also possible that I might forget. Mm. Might have forgotten one of those times to mention that. or Yeah.
0: So, but I suppose that's the way of me asking. So that the the instant at which they enter. Or the the incident at which they engage with the material. That's uh, that's what's being interrogated in the room. Yes, it's not so yeah. much this knowledge of of a produ- production process towards an end. No, no it's really in it's a create
1: kind of collaborative creation of a text in that moment yeah. in that room. Yeah, that's the thing that goes on mm. there. Really, people read in a variety of ways. You know, down to their sort of level of enjoyment of performing i suppose but also down to their like it It evolves during the group so some people um maybe come in and really from the beginning are quite keen to push the machine as far as they can and try and make it almost impossible like maybe by whispering or putting on a very strong accent um, and then other people are perhaps experimenting throughout the group sometimes with reading in quite a monotone way and other times really trying to draw imagery out of the text or little chunks of um, sentences out of the text so and some people I think you know it's it's an awkward thing they're interested in the process but they're not really enjoying that side of it so much at all and they read in quite a um, flat way but it's all I mean it's all productive for, mm. the, for the system, I mean, that changes more the dynamic of the group, I think. Like if you get one person really pushing at the text, more people are likely to join in and have a go at pushing it. Whereas if everyone, sometimes they settle into a bit of a kind of consensus
0: of how to read. It sounds as though the participants are actually sort of riffing off of one another. Yes. And that's informing the... the the outcome, the yes. dynamic, is there also an interrogation in sort of narrative being produced a- f- across the texts as they, as they interchange between material or?
1: I think there is, but that really, so the, the groups as I've done them, we sort of start this process of reading and being interpreted and re- you know reading one after another and don't, stop to reflect on what's happening during that process and then when that finished in Oxford, um we then would have a bit of a chat about what had happened. So then it really would transpire that people had been following particular little bits of plots as you know or narrative. Um people if a proper name, like a person's name comes into the text that normally persists, doesn't tend to get Eroded back into another sound. Um, so you get these kind of things that carry some sort of uh, continuity or narrative, or they're kind of recognisable markers, I suppose. Um, so one person brought in, uh, I, I also asked for suggestions of texts from the participants, and someone brought in a uh, part of Exodus. And so you had this discussion of Moses and that then began to really inflect how we were understanding the other texts. I mean, so I I think that happens anyway, but it was so marked with this name Moses, you know, kind of keep appearing Mm -hmm. in this particular kind of language that the Bible is written in. Mm.
0: So we'd probably say something about the text that you used in this. Yes. In this iteration at St. John's. Yeah. And they, and they were...
1: Well, so for this piece, I have particularly used um, an extract from Judith Butler's Precarious Life and The Temptation of St. Anthony by Flaubert. They're the two main texts. Um, but then there are pieces of uh, Gertrude Stein's lecture, portraits and repetition, Pauline Oliveros' deep listening TED Talk, um, Beatrice Preciado, Testo Junkie, and Jane Bennett, Vibrant Matter, and a tiny snatch of um, David Bowie, Sound and Vision. <laughs> um, and yeah. then there were other texts that there were probably about four or five texts per reading group, so about 16 to 20 texts over the whole four workshops. So there are texts that I haven't used at all in this piece.
0: And how do you make the decision about which texts you're going to introduce to um, group? To the group I well,
1: as I'm reading you know at at large and reading, mm. <laughs> I'm often collecting fragments of texts that I feel in some way speak to the process or the things that I'm thinking about in this activity, um, or things that I think would work really well, so. I mean, I've used a lot of Gertrude Stein in different formats. This piece is less... I mean, it's from lecture. It still has the quality of her way of writing, but I've used much more repetitious pieces by her as well. Um, Or bits of sound poetry or, you know, things that really act in a kind of performative way in the group, as well as the ones that reflect more on the process. Um, So the... The Judith Butler one is where she's saying that we basically undo each other through interaction. Um, the Flaubert text, The Temptation of Anthony, comes at the end of um, St. Anthony being in the desert, and he sort of has these uh, hallucinations where things start looking like other things. So, um, yeah, and anim- Leaves start looking like they're animals or stones look like plants um, and there was this idea of a sort of mimetic um, animals which has kind of come through other pieces of work as well but I started thinking about one thing looking like another thing being somehow analogous to how the voice recognition software one word sounds like another word. So it's like a visual uh, analogy really for how the computer is kind of struggling to hear which word you're talking about. So there are other texts that refer to um, camouflage or this inability to sort of find the edges of, of things.
0: Um, and then there's, so there's also it sounds like there's something reflexive about identity as well, inherent in the text in the Judith Butler, yes, and in the uh, Beatrice Presley as well. Yeah. That also is reflexive of the identity or the um, uh, the kind of uh, elusive identity of the of the subject that that re- is resultant in the final text, yes. And then the embedded identities of the readers, yes, and of the speaker of
1: the text as as well. Mm. I mean, yes, it's really to kind of pull away from the idea of a kind of coherent subject that is speaking. I mean, by creating every level of it, like by creating it collaboratively, and then um, using all these different texts to begin with and then writing and using, um, it's not like I just choose one version of each text to then write from, like I'm, I'm using multiple versions and repetitions
0: within a text. So when I, I was reading an, um, an interview that you had done with The Quietus, I think, mm. a few years back, um, and and in that conversation the, uh, maybe, I'm not sure if it's you, or the interviewer refers to um, the, the software that Siri uses as um, being developed out of what is known as a process called Markov process. Yeah, I think they're called Hidden Markov Models. Okay. Yeah. Named after a Russian mathematician Andrei Markov. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when I went, so I hadn't heard... Of this term, of the Markov mm. process before, and when I looked into it, sort of, uh, sort of in a, on a cursory mm. initial search, um, the this process Markov process is also sometimes characterised as memorylessness, mm. which I thought was really fascinating in relation to to the way to your to the practice mm. that there is this, or you know, I wanted to ask you if there if you consider this a a process of sort of forget forgetting that that each iteration, each each um, performance that is then followed by uh, the 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 print the, this process of printing and rereading if that's mm-hmm. also a process of forgetting what came before or how that if you thought about it in those terms. So in the audio work or what I anticipate to be the
1: reception of the audio work, the listening then that feels very much like it might be a state of memorylessness. Or in that I'm trying to kind of create a text that um, kind of flows over you. There's a kind of passivity in the listener, or it allows for passivity, I think. Um, But you can grab things, and obviously things do recur, so that involves some memory to know that, it's a repetition and it it hasn't just happened for the first time. So I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that the listener is without or is in a total state of memorylessness, but I think there is a kind of cutting adrift that is different to listening to something where you're um, following a, a piece of information or a narrative. So there does, that's what it made me think of, I think
0: is that uh, so do you are you interested in this in um, evoking or sort of uh, producing a, a kind of state in the listener then that if if it's a if there's a passivity that you're that you're interested in um, kind of inducing <laughs> uh, what does you know where does that come from, or, or perhaps allowing for? Because mm-hmm. um, we touched on this one, yes. The way here, didn't we? This, uh, like I, I wonder what the sort of prosody—that's mm. the right term—what um, that, what the effect is of that on the nervous system of the listener, mm. like mm-hmm. how that might. Actually, invite us uh, a state of listening. Yes, in the delivery of the, of the or the, vo- the voice's delivery of the of the text. Mm. Um, how much you've th- that's you know it's a construction essentially. Yes,
1: yeah. well, I think what I'm trying to create is that the listener then creates their own text from the material, like according to which bits they sort of get caught up in and which bits they sort of don't listen to so much apart from the fact that, um, you know, the, the language is not straightforward, so that two people might listen to the same short chunk and think it's about something quite different because it's just doesn't explain what it's about. Um, and so I'm trying trying to kind of make this experience of listening in a way passive because you can let it wash over you, but in another way, very active because you're the one that has to, if you want to make any meaning out of it, you really are the one that has to glue everything together and make some meaning out of it. Um, so it's a strange idea of passivity, I suppose.
0: Is there, um, it makes me think about the the first encounter I had with your work, mm. which was the, the reading, um, that you. At Lux, mm. um, Can you remember the name of that text? Yeah, it's called Yet As Yet. It says yet. Um, the repetition of the word knife. Yes. And then uh, the way in which that keeps resurfacing out of uh, more complex associative sort of language mm. structures that this word then has... Um, the symbolism of that word really takes sort of uh, breaks loose almost from mm-hmm. from the from the other words, and and it has its it has this sort of dominant agency, or it did for me mm. in listening. That I'm then taken into kind of symbolism and archetype and right and kind of mythology and something very much as you know associations from from fiction. Yes, even though what text is doing is not necessarily kind of isn't necessarily born from that mm. set of references, which I which is a subjective mm. <laughs> response. Yes. But um in listening to the new audio work it made me think about all of those many possibilities that are that are taking place to be mm. dependent on the listener. Um,
1: yeah there's a theory called text world theory which is a kind of cognitive uh, literary theory about how we um respond to words um and so i'm like yeah i can't really explain it all but there's this idea that um each word kind of carries its own world around it and each each short text also carries its own world around it and the world for you would be different from the world for me that that text carries around it according to you know your experience of what those words have referred to for you in the past and um, other ideas in that text are about um, certain words being attractors so anything that relates to a human is very attractive in the sense that it will get our attention in a text.
0: Uh, You've spoken about your interest in reinserting the body yeah back into the text and I thought about this as taking place through the reading aloud, mm. on the one hand, but also um, so I suppose the reading aloud in the group, in the group. But then I think you had also had written to me that you read aloud. Yes. So my
1: way to work with the material is to read it aloud, or to a mixture of writing from it, um, which is sort of uh, zigzagging through the score like looking for bits and kind of taking them out and writing them down but then reading that aloud and then realizing that a word because there's no I mean I suppose the fundamental thing is there's no punctuation anywhere so a word could always be cut loose from the one before it and added to the idea after it rather than um and so through reading aloud I will then realize that that could happen or that maybe um, a word has a different sense altogether once you've, or a homonym, um, once you've read it aloud, it could mean something different. Um, so it's kind of a continual, it's been born out of all these kind of excesses of the text in a way, like the the tone of voice, you know, the cadence, all those sorts of things um, that the computer has to deal with. And then through this process of writing and then me rereading out loud and then changing what I've written and reading it out loud again. And then the fact that it ends up in this format, which is a spoken piece, that feels... I suppose that's what I mean by um, writing to read and reading. I mean, it just becomes one process.
0: Mm. Is there an element of editing for meaning that takes place as well so do, how much do, sort of reconstruction takes place at this point of reading aloud in private and sort of rewriting
1: yeah quite a lot i think there's sort of a from looking at all the different versions that we generated in the group um which are then turned into this score and then looking at the score and sort of seeing connections and then wanting to kind of draw some of those connections out because sometimes maybe there's something that like it feels like a form of close reading of the original text even though it takes it perhaps in off on tangents sometimes those tangents are kind of useful in terms of revealing something that perhaps is embedded in the original text or a way of thinking about the original text or a connection between it and another one of the texts or one of the things I feel about the process or the um, yeah, the things that motivate the work in the first place. So that there's very much a... I mean, the writing process almost is an editing mm. process because it's a score that gets edited down, in a sense, or reordered
0: and edited. And they become a body of text. Yes, yeah. You've spoken about them as scores, mm. and I wonder what in this, what a score means to you? Or. Right, yes. Um, so, I suppose initially
1: the first sort of score, the first way of thinking of them as scores is actually retrospective. So it's after all the versions have been generated in the reading groups and they um, they come out, you know, just as chunks of text on pieces of A4 paper. Um, and then I... I try and, well, I put them all on different lines um, under the first original text and then I start combing out all the letters and words to try and understand which, um, which word changed into which word, so how the sounds are changing. And so I arrange that um, like a timeline, really, so any vertical position in the score shows you what that particular sound changed into so it's not quite time because of course one text might be shorter than another but it it kind of aligns them in a linear mm. time-based way so you're syncing yeah to, syncing to
0: one word for example yes exactly well to every yeah
1: every word gets synced with its mm. uh ancestor as it were yeah. um so that's kind of the first idea of scoring Um, And then the the sort of second idea of scoring is to then use that document as to be read again, to be interpreted again.
0: So um, that's more of a performance score.
1: Yes. So either in the sense that I've created this text um, and read it, or sometimes I have uh, presented those scores um, as a book or as uh, large posters, which are printed and pasted to the walls and then it's the movement of the viewer in the space who then dictates the order that the the words come together the reading order um, which begins I mean obviously nobody is going to walk around the space and follow line by line you really read a lot more in clusters and columns and you sort of move around and that's much more like what my writing process does from the score as well so that's another way